Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Eric here. I have a really big announcement you're about to hear in the podcast. And to celebrate, I'm giving away a free Kindle Fire and a copy of the book, The Automatic Millionaire by David Bach, which is a book I love. It was the last book I read right before I started Personal Profitability way back in 2008. And I want to give you both. No strings attached, no purchase necessary. It's to celebrate the launch of my new mastermind. Again, you're going to hear about that in a minute. But if you want the freebies, just head to personalprofitability.com slash giveaway, and you can enter to get a free, free as in $0, Kindle Fire and copy one of my favorite finance books. Now let's dive in and get profitable. This is the Personal Profitability Podcast with Eric Rosenberg. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Personal Profitability Podcast for episode number 78. As always, I am your host, Eric Rosenberg, and today I have a special announcement to share with you before we dive into the fun stuff of the interview. For the first time ever, I am launching a program where you can work with me one-on-one and in a small group setting. It's called the Personal Profitability Pro Mastermind. I've been in masterminds for years, actually since 2011. I went to the very first FinCon and met these couple of guys. They were quick buddies. Uh, One's named Jeff, one's named Shane, and we started a mastermind together. And we've had a few other members come in and out over the years, a friend named Jeffrey, a guy named PT, the guy who runs FinCon. And this mastermind, it's no longer around anymore. We had it for about five years, but it was a huge contributor to my success. And I am not exaggerating there. Having this weekly check-in with another group of people who had similar goals, who were trying to keep me accountable to follow through on the goals and promises I set for myself and the business it was just instrumental. There was nothing, I mean, there were, there were a lot of big contributing factors. Uh, don't get me wrong, but having that support system was just huge. And I'm still in a mastermind group today. Today's group, we are all online entrepreneur dads, which is something I think is really cool. And I'm taking this model that has helped me reach so much success. And I want to share it with you guys. I want to bring it to the personal profitability community. So head to personalprofitability.com. If you are on the email list there, you will get emails letting you know what's going on, how everything's being launched, or you can go to the link in the show notes to the Personal Profitability Pro Mastermind. Now, there's a little trick to this. There are only seven spots available, seven as in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So this is not a huge open group to the public. It's just for seven people. It's application only and applications open on Black Friday. So if you want to get involved in that, it's going to be on a rolling basis. I'll approve the first seven people. Once they're approved, then we're done. Applications go live at 11.45 p.m. Pacific time on Thursday night, just before Black Friday. Uh, Get your application in as soon as you can after that opens or, you know, early on Friday morning uh, before you go and waste a bunch of money shopping for for whatever stupid junk that they have on sale. So make sure to check out that mastermind. How it's going to work, it's going to be a weekly video session on Google Hangouts or something similar where the entire group, eight of us, including me, will come together 
and each week a different person will be on the hot seat. Now, the hot seat means we are going to focus on that person, one business problem that that person brings to the group. We're going to help them solve. So every two months, you will get a chance to go through the hot seat and fix your problem if you're part of the group. And then once a month, a one-on-one session with me, again, with Skype or Google Hangout, something video, so I can really help you dig in and, and get going on your business. Because for me, you know that, that support group led to an income that grew to $40,000 in revenue in 2015, and that let me quit my job in April 2016 to take my side hustle full-time. So if you have interest in side hustling to more income, maybe even to quitting your job, this group is for you. Learn more and get all the details at that link in the show notes at personalprofitability.com. All right. Well, I'm so excited about that. So let's shift gears. We're going to jump into today's interview. One of the biggest challenges, especially for self-employed people like me now, but even when you have a full-time job is saving for retirement, knowing how much to save, knowing you're putting things in the right places, knowing you're just doing it right. And when I left my job, you know, I had my 401k that was all set up and easy and automated through my employer. And I had my Roth IRA that I was doing automatically. But now that I left my job, I have to figure it all by myself. There's no HR department saying, oh, here's the the things you need to do to get ready for retirement. So whether you're self-employed or just want a little help, you know, just knowing you're doing the right thing, today's interview is perfect for you. We have Christine Russell here. She is a expert in all things retirement accounts at TD Ameritrade. I'm so excited we had an opportunity to take some time to chat with her. We get into some serious nitty-gritty details of retirement accounts. So to make sure you are doing the right things, stick around and check out the interview, which will start in just one minute right after this. Longtime listeners probably have heard from special guests Yogi and Tribble. Yes, I'm talking about my dogs that bark in the background sometimes. But even though they might speak up when I don't want to hear them on the podcast, they're still part of the family, just like the rest of us. So for my dogs, I want to give them the best treats. And that's what BarkBox is all about. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. If you want to get one free month, Head to getbarkbox.com slash profit and see what your dog might enjoy. You might have a little fun with it too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, saving for retirement is so important, whether you are self-employed or work for a traditional employer, either way, you got to save for the future. And we have an expert with us today, Senior Manager of Retirement and Annuities at TD Ameritrade, Christine Russell is on with us. So Christine, are you ready to get profitable? Absolutely. Let's go. All right. So for someone who is working in a full-time job and also earns income on the side, maybe through a side hustle, some kind of outside project, what are the best options they have at their disposal to start saving for retirement? Well, that's a great question, Eric. I think those people who actually have a side hustle may be in a little bit better position to save for retirement than our folks who just have that full-time job. Because if you think about someone with both a full-time job, they probably have a 401k at work, so they can save at that job, put some money away in the 401k, and more than likely get that employer match that their company offers, which is, of course, free money 
You put money in your 401k at work, you get that free money from your employer in match. So they have that available. But uh, folks with a side hustle also have the ability to open up an additional retirement plan and use that side hustle money to fund another retirement plan for themselves. Which do you think, you know, looking at your taxes and everything, let's say you have the option to put $5,000 more in your 401k or $5,000 more in an outside retirement account. How do you decide which one to put the money in? Well, first of all, in your, if you have that 401k, you absolutely want to be contributing the minimum amount to get the match, the full match, because that full match is money from your company. If you're not contributing up into the minimum to get the full match that they're willing to make for you, you're basically throwing free money away. Yeah, don't and leave that who, on the table. Who would do that? Yeah. Take your free so, money. <laughs> take your free money, please. I'm begging you. And so if you have that extra 5000 and you're not getting the full match, then you absolutely want to throw the 5000 into the 401k and get that full match. Now, if you are getting the full match already, then that's where you might consider opening up a, an additional retirement plan for your side hustle money and put that away in something like a simplified employee pension plan or what we lovingly call a SEP IRA or SEP. Now, I know as a full-time employee, um, I often tell people, you know, once you hit that employer match and get that full match, the next best place to put your money is usually a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA, depending on your age. Now, as a self-employed person, do you still have those traditional IRA options or are you more stuck with the SEP? No, you're not stuck with an SEP and you certainly still have traditional IRA and Roth IRA options. And Roth is Roth IRA is a great option. Uh, certainly would never discourage someone from opening up a Roth IRA because it is a great plan. Because as you know, Eric, when you get to that retirement age, you can take your money out tax-free. So Roth IRA is a really important tool for folks to use. But any individual can do that. So if you're a employee who is in a 401k plan, you also have that side hustle. You can do the 401k at work. You can have that Roth IRA. And then you can also consider... Again, just for your side hustle money, having that additional SEP IRA plan to save even more money on a tax-deferred and tax-deductible basis. Because the difference between a SEP and a Roth IRA is, in a SEP, if I contribute some of my side hustle money to that, I am going to get a tax deduction, which is going to reduce my taxes today. Whereas, as you know, Roth IRA you're contributing after-tax money, uh, so you're not going to get a break on your taxes today. You'll get a break on your taxes in future with Roth IRA. But SEP IRA gives you a break on your taxes today. You know, as a self-employed business owner, let's say you, 
you took your side hustle full time and you are responsible for all of your savings right now, which is actually the exact situation I'm in. <laughs> I left my job last April. I've, I've actually been contributing to a SEP IRA. I started that a couple months ago. So that, that felt like a good thing getting back on the retirement savings bandwagon after that year or so of just trying to save up and hoard cash. Because, you know, it's always a little less predictable when you're self-employed. But then you get out there and I was reading about, you know, there's SEP IRAs and solo 401k plans. There's so many different options today. It can get pretty confusing to know which one is right for your business and which one, uh, you know, the, the limits can be different. So how do you know between all of those options if an, a SEP makes more sense for you or one of these other accounts? Well, certainly you can you can do your research as you've done. You can call a place like TD Ameritrade and get information on each one of those plans, or you can look on our website and learn more. One important factor with SEP that I love the most about it is if I decide, you know what, I just want something really straightforward today. I want something simple. I don't have time to do a lot of research, but I know I need to save more for retirement. You know, I'm a small business owner. I've got a lot of juggling that I'm doing, a lot of balls in the air. I can have a SEP this year, set it up, contribute to it, and then never contribute again. I can change my mind in future years and say, you know what, the SEP was great for this year, but I think next year I need to do a solo K because I want to contribute even more to my retirement plan. And usually solo K limits are a little bit larger than SEP. But for most of our sole proprietors, our freelancers, our self-employed people, SEP is going to give you a real simple plan option. Uh, it's going to give you the flexibility you need and that you can contribute once and never again. You can change what you contribute year to year. And then it's also going to be very easy to set up. There's not a lot of paperwork, tax filings, IRS filings, things like that. So for most of our folks, especially when you're new going out on your own and you don't have a lot of time because you're trying to do that business development as well as service your clients, SEP is probably one of the best options we have going. I love that. I love the simplicity of it and the easiness of managing it. Some people get so intimidated by all these different acronyms and accounts, but at the end of the day, they're just places, you know, buckets to throw your money to save for the future, right? I mean, that's a set. They're just different tax treatments, but you can invest your money however you want, right? In, in an SEP? Yes, absolutely. And we, you know, we kind of think of it as two different aspects. The SEP is, as you said, that gives you your tax deferral. That's sort of your, you know, your legal entity that gives you that special tax treatment where you get the deduction, you get the tax deferral. But then once you have put the money into this plan, you invest it however you like, whatever works for you. If you're conservative, you invest it conservatively. If you are more of an aggressive investor, then you can invest it in individual stocks and bonds if you want. So the investments and the plan are two sides to the same coin, but obviously when you look at a coin, one side looks very different than the other. Oh, absolutely. 
taking a step back for a moment. So let's say you you have your account set up, your whether that's a SEP or a traditional or Roth IRA, anything outside of your 401k. And when you a lot of people have that experience with the 401k where they have a limited number of funds and investment options to choose from, and an IRA might be the first time someone opens up a brokerage account and sees, wow, like these are all these amazing investments I can choose, you know, stocks, bonds, funds. Oh my, (laughs) how should somebody who's totally new to investing uh, with their first IRA decide between, you know, maybe buying a single stock or a mutual fund or an index fund or an ETF? I can't give people individual investment advice. However, if you're totally new to investing, please do not just invest in a single stock or anything like that. You know, you want to follow the basic principles of diversification, get some assistance with those basic investment principles, figure out uh, how long you have until retirement and, and what your risk tolerance is. You know, you need to do some some research. There's a, a lot of different ways to get that help. There's financial advisors out there. You can do your own research on some of the basics. But if you don't know what you're doing, please don't dive into the deep end of the pool. <laughs> that's that's great advice. You don't want to, to be out there in the middle of the ocean, not able to swim. That would not be fun. So I write a lot about index funds and there's a popular plan out there. Some people call the Buffett 90-10 plan. They say, you know, put 90% of your assets into a low cost S&P 500 index fund, 10% into a short-term government bond fund. Do you think a plan that simple makes sense for a lot of people? Or do you think they should try to break up their investments in different ways? Well, you have to look at your entire portfolio. I mean, that might work for some people and not for others. So again, I think you've, you've got to get some assistance with that. Talk to uh, someone who's knowledgeable, as I said, particularly if you're not, not very knowledgeable, because Um, what other assets do you have? You know, do you have other 401k assets? What does your spouse have? You really have to look at your whole household to determine what your proper investment mix is. And, and again, how long you have until retirement, how long is this money going to stay invested? What do you really need the money for short term, long term, et cetera. So there's a lot of variables that come into play. So I, I don't think one size fits all when it comes to investing. I absolutely agree. One one thing I love about personal finance is the word personal in there because everyone's finances is personal and everyone's finances looks different. So you can't just follow what everyone else does and assume you're going to have a great result for you. And one thing that I have uh, found in, in my career being around a lot of investment people is they love to talk about all the times they picked a winner, but neglect to tell you all the times they didn't your friends are telling you about the next great investment, always take that with a grain of salt. So I know there's, this one will go a little bit off off the topic, but it's still related to money. Um, there's been a lot of talk lately about alternative investments and things like that, uh, you know, bitcoins and cryptocurrencies. Do you think those types of investments belong in someone's retirement plan? Or do you think something like that, if someone is interested at all, should uh, keep that separate from retirement? You know, in the industry, alternatives doesn't mean Bitcoin. Bitcoin is pretty um, out there. 
uh, as far as an investment. So that's something someone would really need to know what they were doing. I I hope I never see that in someone's retirement account. <laughs> but again, I, I would definitely suggest that before you go with something that aggressive uh, versus alternative, I would call that aggressive. You know, you you get some professional help with that kind of thing. So I want to echo that everyone listening, do not put something so volatile in your retirement account that you're not sure if it's going to be worth zero in a year or two. Things that are so new like that, tread lightly with your retirement savings and funds. To try to to slowly wrap things up, you know, if someone is looking at, you know, they have no idea where to start and choosing a percentage of savings, what do you think is the best target for someone who just needs to get started and wants to get on track and think, okay, I'm saving enough that I'll probably be okay? Well, there's a lot of calculators on, you know, the web that that folks can choose. I think a, a good uh, you know, and, and, and again, you have to take you know, even rules of thumb with a grain of salt, but I typically tell folks that, you know, you want to have, think about about 15% of your pay overall to ha- be saving each year. And you're, you know, a lot of us, it's tough to get up there. I totally understand that, but that should be your goal. We think sometimes in 401k, you get matched up to that 6% level right? You get a 50 cent match up to a 6% contribution that you make in a 401k in a lot of plans. So people tend to think 6% may be enough. It's really not. 6% is a, is a, is a starting point. It's good to get there. But really, when you look at your total income, you want to be more at 15%. A lot of ways to get there doesn't mean that has to come out of your pay all the time. If you think about when you get a raise or in particular a bonus or your tax refund or some kind of windfall, one way to get up to that is to actually spend half for yourself today, but then save half for yourself tomorrow. So you get a bonus, you get a windfall of some kind. Again, save half of that for yourself for tomorrow. That can be an easier way to get up to that full 15% in saving. The other tip I would have is, again, if someone is a freelancer, independent contractor, they have a side gig of some kind, look at that side money invested in something like a SEP. The the maximum contribution is 20 to 25% of what you make in your side gig. So that's a nice chunk of money that you can be putting aside for yourself for tomorrow. And again, you get that tax deduction. So you it's another business expense saves you on the taxes you'd pay on that side gig money. So a couple of real easy tips to get up to the higher contribution levels. I love that. And never feel afraid to start small and grow over time. You know, when I had my first job after college, I was actually just what you said, right around 6%. And I set up an increase every six months that it would step up by 1%. And by increasing just a little bit every, you know, you could do it once a year or twice a year. I was able to you know, get used to living with a little bit less coming home in my paycheck, and it didn't hurt. I didn't feel that bite of having less money there. So no one has ever looked back and said, I wish I saved less. You know, <laughs> Most people look back and say, I wish I'd saved more. So do take that into account. Thank you very much, Christine, for your time and joining us. This has been great. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Eric. It's been fun. 
And if anyone wants to learn more about you and what you're doing over at TD Ameritrade, where should they head? We have our tdameritrade.com website, which has a lot of great information, uh, particularly on SEPs, as well as Roth IRA, IRAs, etc. Awesome. Well, we will have links to those in the show notes, everybody. And thank you again, Christine, for joining us today. Thank you, Eric. And hello to and goodbye to all your listeners. I hope you found that one as interesting and useful as me, ladies and gentlemen. I was actually asking some of my own retirement questions along the way, not just ones for you. I figure if I'm learning something from it, then we can all learn something from it. If this helped you, please leave a review. We had a review recently from someone actually I know named Mac Pritchard. He gave a five-star review in iTunes and said, I like the friendly tone of the conversations host Eric Rosenberg has with his guests. It does sound like two people talking over a good beer. But you'll also get excellent advice about the experts interviewed on this show about ideas and principles that can help you increase your net worth and grow your business. I would love to read your reviews here too. If you think I deserve it, please drop by an Apple podcast, leave a five-star review, let me know what you think, and tell other people what to expect when they listen to the show, because this is the number one place people discover it, and it would be a huge thank you for me, and costs you zero dollars, just a minute or so of your time to leave that review. So thank you so much. As always, check out the sponsors, all that good stuff. And of course, the Personal Profitability Pro Mastermind that launches this Friday. So please make sure to check that out and apply if it sounds like a good fit for you. Thanks, Christine, for taking the time to chat with us today. And thank you, all of you, for being a part of this amazing Personal Profitability community. That's all for this time. And until next time, stay profitable.